Jose Atuve is the heartbeat of this organization. He's a franchise player, and he's an Astro for life. The killer Another 3-2 and a fly ball. Deep left center field. ESPN 97.5 and 92.5 proudly present the Killer Bees. The best case scenario was always here. You know, Houston is, is my home. Altuve has just sent the Astros to the World Series. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here comes the fastest three hours in Houston sports radio. Here's Joe Blank and Jeremy Branham. Ooh, what up, H-Town? Hey, how we doing? He's Blank. I'm Branham. It's Joe George behind the glass, the assistant to the regional manager. <laughs> and it's the Wednesday edition of the Killer Bees. That's uh, Joe George is our Jose Altuve. He's our Jose Altuve. He came here. He said, hmm. Houston is my home. I'll forever love Houston. Altuve hmm, had some height. jokes, by the way. Hmm. What? What do you mean? I'm just wondering if you would feel that way if you had caught the final... Hour of the show like yesterday. I was busy. I know you were. What happened? It wasn't your fault, but I obviously, because Joe was, of course, nominated for Car Wreck of the Day again, and there was a lot of conversation again about what started the initial issue with the fire alarms. And I said, and you refused to apologize. And I pushed him, and he finally said, you know what? Fine. I'll apologize to you and only you. And I was like, wow, why is Jeremy catching this trick? <laughs> okay, here's the thing. Yeah. That was not supposed to get back to Jeremy. I knew oh, he was busy. I didn't know that because so it went out over the air. So now I like to say this. Jeremy, I apologize to you. Joel, I withdraw my apology to you. It's too late. You already did it. Apology and, withdrawn. And I didn't have to accept it anyway. I just wanted you to say it, and you did yesterday to me. I'm, I'm embarrassed we're wasting three minutes on Jose Altuve Day on this. I think apologies are overrated, quite frankly. Like, most of the time, people don't mean the apology. They're just doing it to, like, get back in your good graces. They're not really sorry. They're lying to you with their apology. Like, instead of saying you're sorry, how about you earn that person's trust back? Well, we know I, he doesn't. He didn't I, mean it. I think, I think the words I'm sorry are incredibly overrated. Uh, Jose Altuve is uh, – I thought this graphic was interesting. I'm sure you all talked about it yesterday. Astro for life. I don't think this is Jose Altuve's final contract, quite honestly. But not only is Jose Altuve the greatest Astro, which people want to argue me about that today, 713-780-3776, if you want to have that argument, Jose Altuve, the greatest Astro, I think it's, I don't think it's debatable, Who wants uh, quite to argue frankly. That? Uh, everybody on Twitter, everybody on Twitter, at Jeremy Branham of Engagement Farming, send it my way. Um, yeah, people still, well, Bagwell and Biggio need to be in the conversation. Look, they're great. Obviously, they're in the Hall of Fame. They're the other two Astro Hall of Famers. You know, Altuve's going to get there someday. Altuve won rings. Those guys did not. It, and me, I value winning. Yeah, to me, you could say they're in the conversation. Sure, in the middle of talking about greatest Astros of all time, their names deservedly will come up. But short, you know, short of something happening happening between now and his, and his induction into the Hall of Fame and on the path to get 3,000 hits... I don't know how you question that. No, I, yeah, but a lot of people were arguing about it. So if you want to have that argument, I'm I'm here for it. 713-780-3776. Uh, so I didn't think I was going to get any pushback on that, but I did. But not only is Altuve the greatest Astro, but he's also the most selfless Astro. Maybe the most selfless we have seen in professional sports history in our fine city. Jose Altuve, not once, 
not twice, but now three times has agreed to contracts with the Houston Astros that I believe were all below market value deals. The first deal he signed with the Astros was highway robbery. He won an MVP on like the cheapest, eh, I'm not going to I don't think that's exactly true, but he won an MVP on an incredibly team-friendly deal. They rewarded him, they paid him, but still if he would have tested the open market would have gotten a lot more money uh, than he would have if the, the second contract he signed with the Astros. And in the final one, this one, the one he most recently signed, look, 125 million dollars, 5 years, that's that's significant money no one's arguing that that's not significant money i think he would have gotten 150 million for five years it's something we discussed yesterday in the three o'clock hour i may or may not have been tipped off on jose altuve signing a contract extension yesterday wink wink but the way he structured it too is part of this one 25 million dollars in my opinion is below the market value if he tested free agency next offseason i think he gets 150 for five uh him accepting this offer from the astros and agreeing to the contract extension you never receive market value whenever you're out of free agency by the way because whenever you enter free agency somebody's going to overpay you so whenever you accept a contract before you enter free agency that's below market value 30 and then the way he structured it too like 30 30 30 10 10 that is selfless as well. Now, this doesn't affect the AAV because the AAV takes the average $15 million signing bonus, by the way. That's where the extra $15 million comes from. The AAV is going to be the AAV. This is going to be a $25 million AAV. That's the luxury tax payroll. That's what's calculated with the competitive balance tax. But taking $10 million and and taking $10 million does what? It gives Jim Crane cash in hand. And whenever you have cash in hand, maybe you're more willing to go over the competitive balance tax. Maybe you're willing to pay that luxury tax. So Altuve three times, not once, not twice, but three times has taken below market deals. He's arguably the greatest second baseman offensively uh, in Major League Baseball history. We'll call it top three, but best offensive second baseman in our generation. And then on top of that, he structures his contract in a way that can help ownership add payroll in the final two years when we don't think he's going to be as good because father time is undefeated like the way we talked about it yesterday there was a reason why everybody just assumed it was going to get done and that he wasn't going to play hardball and he wasn't going to look for maximum market value and do all these things because this is who he's been his entire career both on and off the field but yet when we were kicking around numbers and we were thinking about what it would be and he obviously did the team a solid with the money that he agreed to but then when you heard about and saw the structuring you had to tip your cap yet again and go, this guy is the ultimate teammate, and it is. It's Brady-esque, with what Brady did multiple times with the Patriots. But this is who Jose Altuve is, and obviously who he always will be. And the fact that he opened up the door for this team to utilize those last two years and what they are not going to have to pay on his salary to try and do some other things. Now, obviously, for everybody's first thought was, well, that means they can go out and they can go get Kyle Tucker or they can do what they need to do to get Tucker or Bregman or, or Fromber. Not necessarily, but at least it gives you the flexibility financially and some extra money on years where, if you just believe like most humans that play sports, he might be on the decline. You can keep this team competitive or at least Use that money to try and stay competitive, which is huge. Yeah, just it's just a cash in hand. It gives and look, it doesn't affect the competitive balance tax because it's they take the average salary. Uh, they're gonna it's gonna be twenty five million dollars against the competitive balance tax, no matter what. 
But whenever you're only paying the $10 million out, it gives you some financial flexibility in those final two years when Altuve is going to be older. So that adds to the selflessness that is Jose Altuve. The three contract extensions that he signed with you adds to the selfish, the selflessness of Jose Altuve. Like, he's everything that you want in a superstar. Uh, one of the better offensive second basemen in our generation. I would argue he's the best. I think he's going to go down as top three offensive second baseman in the history of the game. Then he structures a contract in a way that helps you have financial flexibility in the final two years of that contract. So this is a, this is a win-win. Jose Altuve, again, showing why not only is he the greatest Houston Astro of all time, but the most selfless Houston Astro of all time. This guy is uh, he's saying that uh, I think Jim Crane heard y'all yesterday and was like, yep, let's extend Altuve. Or were we tipped off? that they were going to do this. What's more likely, that the Astros locked up Altuve because he heard the killer bees at the owners' meetings, wherever that's at, or they wanted to announce this on February 7th, the second month of the year, the seventh day of the month, 2-7, Jose Altuve Day. Do we think that that was in play here? I think it could be based on what we've seen. I, I think that the one thing that might debunk it a little bit is that Jerome... The news was when we were finishing up the show, the the, the bullet points were coming out of, of an interview Jerome did, Jerome Solomon did, with Crane. When? Uh, it was it was in the final half hour of the show, no, I no, think. No, 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 no. When did Jerome talk Oh, I don't Crane? know, it but at the same like, time. It got posted in like the 4 o'clock hour. So do you think it was that morning? Or you think it was yesterday or uh, two days ago? I, it was in the last 48 hours for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm wondering if they were sitting on this. But the reason why I, I brought that up is. Because they do it on 2-7 day. The reason why I brought it up, though, is the fact that Jerome basically said by the time that the news broke, a lot of his, the interview was thrown out the window because, you know, the interview was centered around going after Altuve and sitting down with him and trying to get a deal done. And then all of a sudden the deal was done and that part of the interview was useless. Yeah, because I feel like Jim Crane doesn't do that interview if he doesn't know this is coming. They had the plaque prepared for yeah, you know, two seven yeah. days. This a hundred percent. This deal I feel like this has been done. done for a month plus, and they decide to make it into a a little bit of a spectacle. Yeah, I mean, how are you getting that plaque done that quickly? I don't think so. You're announcing this. You're proclaiming the mayor's proclaiming it Jose Altuve Day when the news came down. What at five thirty yesterday? Yeah, no like, you're, like that's that's happening that quickly. The killer bees are talking about it at three o'clock when nobody's talked about the terms of the contract with Jose Altuve. We don't think that this was something that it that was coming down the pike. We don't think that this was something that was expected. We just randomly, just randomly out of the blue started talking about what does a Jose Altuve contract look like and then a few hours later Jose Altuve's contract is done. That's a coincidence since it is Jose Altuve day by the way and he should belong on a tier by himself. Sorry all you killer bee lovers. <laughs> um should we rename our show for the day? Should we rename our show every February 7th in honor of Jose Altuve? Can. We get what do you want to call? What are the suggestions? A spot it calls uh, Jose Altuve Jose. We could call ourselves the mm. We could call it, we could be Jose and Jose B. <laughs> then the argument would be which one's which. I think uh, I look more like a Jose than you do. You're, you're, I don't disagree with that. So I could be Jose. And I'm Jose B. Yeah. And what's Joe? Uh, SOB. It's, it's not a trick. It's not a trick <laughs> question, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't I don't know if we have some really good options here. But in honor of Jose Altuve, I feel like we should rename our show just for just for February seventh. Well, I kind of feel like February seventh. You know, everybody is. I think under, at the first announcement part of the announcement was, oh, it's just today. Now you have to kind of understand that if it's going to be every February the seventh, then you're going to need a reminder. The city's going to have to remind you. So that it reminds us that for one day we have to do this. Yeah, I mean, the Astros will do that. 
Probably right. The, the Astros will do that. 1715 says just simply the Altuve show. Can we do that legally? Joe's busy wearing all his other hats. Can we legally do that? Can we call ourselves the Jose Altuve show for just a day? This guy says the tiny but mighty show. He's got to approve that. Uh, we could call it the Killer A, but that's... Yeah, I don't know if that sounds great. Yeah, I don't know if it does either. I don't know either. if the Killer A's Yeah, I don't think that great. sounds great, but... Joe, for the rest of the show, can we call ourselves the uh, the Jose Altuve show? For, because it's an honor of February. Like, do we is that copyright infringement? Can we get in trouble? Is the mayor because he announced it Jose Altuve Day gonna you know rule with an iron fist with the killer bees and take us off the air? I don't think you can do that. Can we if we get taken off the air? Would it be paid leave? Sure. Oh well, you shouldn't have told me that. It would have been nice if Whitmire was actually there to present him the uh, the proclamation. Yeah, I know. Where was he? I don't know. I mean, what else did he got to do? Politicians. What did you say? Is that who the mayor is? Yeah, yeah John he, won the, he won the ele- he won the runoff election. He's been at a couple of Cougar games. Zero eight nine two says new name for show. I literally love you, Jose Altuve. I don't know if that has a great ring that's, to that's it. Great it's a lot. Of, it's a lot of words. Yeah. Coming up next, and I literally love you, Jose Altuve. <laughs> I don't know if that really works. So what are we going with, Jose? Al- the the Altuve show. The A T. Never mind. The Altuve um, show for the day. The Altuve show. Can we do that? Is that yeah, what we're going we, with? We can do that. If you have a better idea, we're, we're, we're willing to change for the next three hours. But since it is Jose Altuve Day, we are currently going to be named the Altuve Show. This is subject to change, and it's for one day only. We feel like it's disrespectful to have a show name called the Killer Bees, which are on the second tier of Houston Astro baseball players of all time, on Jose Altuve Day. So for the rest of the show, we're either going to be the Altuve Show or if something better comes along that reflects the greatness of Jose Altuve. 713-780-ESPN, HRP listener line. Busy show, a lot of Altuve angles. Rockets played an entertaining basketball game yesterday, but lost. Willa Bits is back. What are you getting today? And uh, Joe makes faces on Wednesdays. He's still doing that. 713-780-3776, the HRMP listener line. We're on the Twitch, twitch.tv slash ESPN975. Get it while you can. Uh, you can also search us at ESPN Houston at YouTube. That's here That's here to stay. Uh, ESPN Houston on YouTube. He's at Pac-Man Joel on Twitter. He's at Joe George Radio. I'm at Jeremy Branham. When we return... This uh, Jose Altuve final contract, if we think it's actually a final contract, what he needs to do to reach 3,000 hits. Does he get that done? And what need, what uh, measures need to be made to do so? It is the Altuve Show on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. And as we always tell you on the Altuve Show, you should be uh, you should be getting some HRMP in your life if you're a business owner. Mike Holla, U of H class of 1990, go Cougs. He's been protecting the interests of businesses for nearly 25 years. HRMP provides comprehensive human capital management services, including HR compliance, benefits administration, and payroll. HRMP will work with you to customize a plan for whatever you need. There's nothing cookie cutter about HRMP. You need a little help, a lot of help, anything in between. HRMP will create a plan for what you and your business needs. Also, their customer service second to none. You'll never talk to a stranger on the other side of the line. You'll be calling someone that's familiar with you, familiar with your company. I can speak to that customer service anytime I have a question, and I have tons of them. Always get a quick response, very easy to understand. Let HRMP take on the demands of human resources. Eliminate your HR burden so you can get back to growing your business. Give them a call at 281-880-6525. Let HRMP customize a plan for you 281-880-6525 or check them out at hrp.net that's hrp.net the killer bees what about the murderous jays we've got joel jeremy and joe 
That's three J's. Coming to you live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios on ESPN 97.5. It's the Killer Bees and Murderous Jays. Spencer's an idiot. They're not, we're not the Killer Bees today. That's disrespectful to Jose Altuve on Jose Altuve Day. We could be the Murderous Jays with Jose. That's what that's what Joe suggested to me in the hallway. The, the oh, is that right? Jays. And then the the J team. Yeah. yeah. Well, well. <laughs> I like uh, that that's one. just something that's still stick it stuck in your blood, I guess. That one's pretty good. Uh some people are sending in suggestions. Literally love show. That's that's some alliteration that I'm that's not long. ready to say thirty times for the next little under three hours. Uh and there's not a lot of love that goes on, on this show. There's a lot more Mean text and mean things that you say to us each and every Friday to wrap up the show. 713-780-3776. This guy says the Jabs, Jose Altuve baseball show. Eh. Somebody suggested we should be called the Jobbers once upon a time. I don't know why they suggested that. I have no idea what that means. Um, The Josers. That's too much like Joe for me. I don't like that one either. Um, 744. I literally love you. You can call it Illy. Pronounce Illy to rhyme with Billy. Eh, I don't know how I feel about that. Eric, the driver, the Altuve angle, the Altuve effect, Altuve all access. <laughs> the Altuve effect. I mean, we're not going to stick to baseball the whole show for Altuve every year, so I don't want to call it the baseball show. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. It's a good point. Uh, 1790, it's not about you, Branham. It's about honoring Altuve. Yeah, but I don't think, I don't, just don't like the name. I don't like the name. In honor of Altuve, I don't like the name. This guy says, how about the tight A's? <laughs> I don't think that really works. Tight A's. I think, I think the Altuve. I, I, like the, uh, I like the J team. Yeah, the J team's pretty good. Because we're all J's. You're Joel. I'm Jeremy. That's Joe. And Jose, it doesn't, it doesn't sound like a J, but it's a J. I trust, pr- trust me, it, it doesn't sound like a J. Well, but that's you what, have that's the, the percentiles way, that's, that's in your favors to be able to make that determination. That's what happened. This guy says Yankee killer. Yeah, I don't want to say Yankee killers throughout the entire show either. I like the, I like the J team. You want to go with the J team? We'll go with that. All right, for the rest of the show, we are the J team on Jose Altuve Day. Somebody says should uh, March 4th, that's the third month of the year, right? Should that be a Kimolaja one day? Yeah, that sounds like a great idea. It is. If sounds like ju- a great yeah. idea. If you're the mayor, work on that one next. There's no there's no real day on March 4th, right? Let me look real quick. Make so sure that, that means that September something. 9th becomes no. J.J. Watt Day? Sure. 99? I'm, I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. I'm cool with that. All right. 713-780-ESPN, HRP listener line. So, Jose Altuve, they, they, they're they saying this might be the final contract, which I think it could be if he gets to 3,000, but if he doesn't get to 3,000, I think that he will stick around for at least another year. So, if this is the final contract, he has six years left, right? He's got the rest of this year, and then he's got the five-year contract. So, Jose Altuve has six years. Six years currently that he's playing Major League Baseball that he is committed to. Doing the math on this, to reach 3,000 hits, he would need 158.8 hits to reach 3,000. I think the .8 is going to be the hard thing to do, but that's what he's got to average for the next six years. Does he get that done? I think he does. I really do. I had an argument going with some buddies this morning because of the fact that they started. That's surprising. Because, well, I know. I mean, not the argument part. Oh, what? What? The buddies. The buddies part. Yeah. The, yeah. Uh, the fact that they were calling him injury prone, and I'm like, well, here's the thing. It, yes, he when he runs the bases, sometimes he has he has a tendency to get hurt. But at the same time, the major injury that he sustained last year was due to being hit by a pitch, which you cannot prevent and has nothing to do with your body's ability to stay healthy and regenerate when you get when you tweak something. So I take a little bit of offense to that. 
And, and I said, but yet at the same time, I, I fully believe what you saw when he came back was not what normal players normally do. I mean, I, I understand that he's he's 33, but he's still in his 30s. To bounce back and still put the numbers up that he put for the rest of the season, I, I think that those kind of things lead me to believe that he can get between 150, 160 hits a year. Uh, for the next for the for the duration of the contract. To me, this comes down to health, and like we we have to factor in the natural regression. Like Altuve's been unbelievable, and like hasn't regressed offensively. He has not regressed offensively. You could argue that some of his best offensive years have been the last two years because he's added the power power element. Now he doesn't have the the speed that he once did. Doesn't certainly he doesn't have the defense that that he once did. Uh, but from an offensive weapon, his OPS plus the last two years have been the top of his career in 2022 161 OPS was a career high 151 OPS this past season was his fourth best so like he's been at his offensive prime at the age of 32 and 33 has done it in a different way he's not the you know huge average hitter that he once was but he's still hitting 300 the last two years uh he's able to get it up to 31 home runs two years ago it was or three years ago it was 28 two years ago was 17 and 90 games last year so he's kind of reinvented who he is as an offensive player and his made him a bigger offensive weapon, which is incredible for a guy in his early 30s. But there is going to be regression. Like whenever you're 34 this coming up year, then 35, 36, 37, 38, 39, you're going to start to regress a bit unless you're Barry Bonds, and we know what Barry Bonds was up to. So to me, it comes down to health. Last year, he had 120 hits. And like to your friend's points, like he played 90 games last year. Mm-hmm. He Now, the first injury was a freak injury. He got hit in the thumb playing in a WBC. But that's a baseball injury. Like that could have happened in spring training. But my, my bigger thing was it doesn't make you injury prone. That's I don't think just, that one That's does. just one of the casualties yeah. you have ha- happen in baseball. I think injury prone is more like Hamstrings. soft tissue, more Jordan, always finding something. But Altuve, I think, in the last three years has spent some time on the IL. I can't remember 11. But 22, I remember some spending some time on the you know, the yeah. IO with a knee. Yeah, he was a funky slide. Yeah, and then he, a, on like some wet some wet dirt, it was a funky slide, he kind of jammed it uh-huh. and then he, he missed some time. And what was it last year wasn't it the oblique with Altuve? He missed he had a second stint on the IO. I want to say where was, he missed he, like 2 to 3 he weeks. He did it sliding again, but I think Maybe. it was. Yeah. No, I think it was in BP. Remember it was in oh, BP that's right. and there was a video yep, and he slammed right. down the bat. Yep. I think it was his yep. oblique. That's right. I think it was his oblique. So like Yeah, because we translated it cuz then later in the season didn't Jordan have the same injury yeah, and we're like, well, if he's if he's Jose, he's out this amount of time. Yeah. So I, I actually look at the oblique as more injury proneness than getting hit by a pitch in the thumb. Um, but 190 games last year, 141 the year before, 146 the year before that. In 2021, he had 168, uh, 167 hits. So that's on the north side of that number. 158 hits in 2022, which is right at the number, and then 112 last year. I honestly think it's going to take an extra year. I, because if you just, like, natural regression, he's not going to play 150 games every single season. I think it's actually going to take one more year than he's currently committed to, which is five. One more year, the five-year contract extension. I think it's going to take him into the seventh year. I think I think you're, I think think it's it's quite possible. And I think that that would be interesting to see, like, where he's at and what they would agree to do because there's no doubt he's still going to stay with him. I would be curious to see if there was – you know, a, a spot at second base for him and, and how they would use him. But we've seen this with Miguel Cabrera. We've seen this with Pujols when he came back to the Cardinals. I mean, there's no reason to believe that they wouldn't work it out for another year. But it is quite possible because of the fact that, you know, he's not playing, a, you know, a majority of the games every season now. And with his age alone, 
you have every indication that he's going to start to deteriorate a little bit or at least play less and they might you know they might even be more concerned about you know load management or trying to rest him a little bit more because they know how big he is when the playoffs come around and when he is healthy what a difference maker he can be so I do think that there's a couple of things in play here that I would start to I would like my my intention is to win baseball games like I'm not doing things for Jose Altuve that give me a lesser chin, chance to win. So I'm still my my priority is still winning baseball games, not trying to get Jose Altuve to three hits. But I think there are some measures that Jose Altuve needs to start practicing uh, in order for him to stay healthy, to chase three thousand, and also to help the team win. Because I think if he's out of the lineup, then it, it it hurts you in a big way. And there's two to me. The first one is is something you mentioned yesterday. Let's become a little bit more conservative on the bases. No doubt. I don't need you to be super aggro on the bases. And quite frankly, you're not that good at taking you know the extra base. You're a negative runner when you're trying to get the extra base. Fast, but super aggressive. He runs into more outs than he should. Also not a great base stealer. Uh, he's he's been actually he's like kind of gotten up on that like been pretty good last year he had 14 stolen bases and he only got caught stealing twice the year before that 18 but I'm saying he doesn't do it frequently I mean he's still 14 in 90 games last year that's true he only played 90 games so like he's actually that part of his game was actually pretty good I think it's because he's more selective uh, instead of just running all the time but going first to third or trying to score from second on a like a base hit to the center fielder like he's not very good at taking the extra bases so that's an area that I, I want to see him start to exercise especially as he starts to get into his mid and now this contract taking him into his late 30s and then the second thing is I know you have your permanent DH and we we made that bet with Jordan 50 starts in, yep. in the outfield the um whenever Jordan does play the outfield whether it's 20 games whether it's 51 games whatever I want Jose Altuve to DH most of those games and because you have Mauricio Dubon who I think is one of the better utility players in all of baseball and won a stinking gold glove as a utility player was nominated for a gold glove at second base last year that's a way to also give him more at-bats. So if Jordan's in left field that day, nine times out of ten, I want Jose Altuve to be my DH that day, and, and Dubon plays second. Now, can we can we talk about the fact that we previously talked about th- those days being days Yiner could DH and take mm-hmm. a load off his knees? Mm-hmm. So then you have that kind of uh, conundrum of going, okay. I don't. So I have if, a plan. So what? Okay, what is it? He plays first. Hmm. Okay. Instead of giving him a catcher off day, because, I mean, he'd probably catch 80% of the games. Let's just say 80% of the games. He catches four of every five, 80% of the games. Because he's, I expect him to be a very good offensive weapon, you don't want him to take his bat out of the lineup. A lot of times you'll see a catcher DH. Mm-hmm. Instead of DHing, you play first I'm base fine with that. for Jose Abreu, who they're saying that they want to give Jose Abreu days off anyways. But the, then the other contingency would be, how is Abreu playing? Because if Abreu yeah. hits more like he hit at the end of the year instead of, Sure. Most of the year, now you've got another issue because now you've got a couple of guys that are hitting the ball. Well, you well. probably play Altuve at second in that scenario. Yeah. Like it has to be something that you think about that day. But this is also a six-year conversation, not just solely this year, because those are the those are the things that present themselves this year that you have to worry about. But what about year four of the six years that Altuve is here? So I I do want to see him start to get more DH at bats. I don't want to do it by playing Jordan in left field. But if Jordan forces his hand to play X amount of games in left field then naturally Jose Altuve should DH on those days. And you have a good backup second baseman in Mauricio yeah. Dubon that would fit in just perfectly. No, look, and I think that Dubon showed you no matter what he does offensively, and I think that it was kind of a, uh, I don't want to say anomaly, but he had a career year at the plate last year. But in short doses, you could do a lot worse than having him as your guy to play 
for Altuve. And obviously, in, in a large dose last year, while he was having this career year offensively, he kept you afloat when we were all concerned about what do you do offensively without Altuve in the lineup? And he was fl- he was flirting with 300, and he was doing all the things you didn't expect he could do. So hopefully he could do those things again and do them for multiple years. 713-780-ESPN, the HRP listener line. You're listening to the J team today because it's in honor of Jose Altuve Day. We're all J's. Jose sounds like an H, but it's spelled with a J. Uh, so we're the J team because it is Jose Altuve Day. 713-780-3776. Altuve is one of four key players that contracts run out in the next two seasons. The other three, Bregman, Fromber, Tucker. Now that we know the the uh, particulars on the Jose Altuve deal, what's the importance of getting the other three locked up? 713-780-3776. It's the J Team on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. Before we go to the break, we know the big game is coming up on Sunday. If you're having people over to the house to watch the game at your place, you might as well go to the grocery store now and while you're stocking up on supplies. Get you some Daisy Dips because Daisy Dips is going to save you some time and it's going to make sure your guests are happy because the dips are pre-made. They're ready for you. And all you've got to do is just pull the lid off, put them down on the table and enjoy your favorite snacks, the chips, the veggies, all of the pizza or the wings or whatever else you're serving. Most will go very, very well with either the French onion or the ranch dip and everybody's going to be happy and call you a winner no matter how the game turns out. All you got to do is go to your grocery store, go to the dairy aisle and look for the Daisy Dips, the same top quality brand that does the sour cream and the cottage cheese. And when everybody says do a dollop of Daisy, just do the dips. Go to your grocery store right now and get ready for the weekend. Get you some Daisy Dips. ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. What did Andrew say? I couldn't. I, I didn't hear. The there we go. I couldn't hear what Andrew said because his beauty took my breath away. He said, welcome back to the J team. We are the J team. Today. We're not the killer bees. Get rid of that for a day because it's Jose Altuve day. The mayor proclaimed. Got that all done in uh, less than 24 hours, huh? No. How did Bradham know about that? I'm just wondering. Just wondering. Joe going to work. Yeah, that was some really good production there. Great voiceover actor that you got. That was True. Beautiful. That was very good. Seven one three seven eight zero ESPN. No one, no one had the energy to argue that Jose Altuve is not the greatest Astro ever. Like I was, I was ready for it. I'm, I'm ready for the fight. I've done my pre-fight routine. I'm ready to go. Like, everybody on Twitter was ready to have this. Well, you're an idiot. You've been living under a rock. Jose Altuve is not as great as Bagwell and Biggio. But we, we get none of it here. None of it. Are our listeners smarter than the Twitter population? I think that's fair. I think it's obvious. Yeah. I mean, you have your own perception about whether they're employed or not, depending that, on where the the, how they're listening. The right, Twitchers are not how they're, But they're still listening. They're, yeah, they're listening, but they're not employed. They're okay. not employed. But overall, I think that we've got a pretty good and intelligent uh, demographic that listens to us on a daily basis. I, I don't understand, aside from, like I said, aside from which I think is still the inevitable, but the Hall of Fame and, and obviously 3,000 hits. But other than that, I don't know how you have see that there's this big argument for any of those that were pushing back to you, Jeremy, because of the fact that he's done so much in the postseason. He's led you to multiple championships. He's done all these other things that have kind of elevated the franchise – and the accomplishments, it just, 
it's weird to me that people would be, especially on a day like today, would want to pick this battle and start nitpicking the Bagwell Biggio part of all this. But I, I wonder, and I was going to ask you guys this last segment. We know that Verlander's a guy that history means a whole bunch to him, and we know that 300 wins is something that he's chasing. We know strikeouts are things that he's chasing for his placement in the all-time annals of history. Do you think that 3,000 means the same to Altuve? Is this something? Obviously, it's a great milestone, and we're talking about how many years it could take for him to get there. If he falls short, is he going to keep playing until he gets it, or is it going to be at a certain point where he goes, you know what, I had a great career? Yeah, I don't. It's hard to know. It's hard to know. I, I think that he probably wants wants it. Like he, if you notice his milestone hits, he's always eager for the ball. It's true, and he knows whenever he's getting that like two thousandth hit. Like he went for the double, and then he went and shook Craig Biggio's hand. So he's very aware of it. And if usually you're aware of it, I think you probably mm-hmm. crave it. So I would argue that he does crave it, but I could also see if Jose Altuve at the age of 39 hits 230 and just is a lousy player where he's like, okay, I'm done. Like I could, I could see it going both ways. See, that's where I'm at. I, I think that when we've seen all the selfless acts, we've seen it on and off the field. We've seen everything that you highlighted with the contracts, but also the fact that he never wants it to be about him. He wants it about the team and the team accomplishments and everything else that I could see him at a certain point going, look, I played my tail off. I think you're right. Part of it is, too, I don't think he ever wants to embarrass himself if he falls off quickly. But I think that more so than anything else, I could see him coming to a point going, yeah, 3,000 would have been great, but I'm not playing the way I want to play, and I don't want to hang on just for the sake of trying to get an individual accolade, and I'll walk away. Yeah, I think it it might depend on what he does at the age 39. Like, if if he's still playing well, but he just doesn't have the at-bats, maybe he's like... 50 hit shy like yeah I think he'll come back yeah. to the age mm-hmm. of, like if he's playing well but I could also be eh, you know I'm just not who I was and uh, this is like I'll just go with 2,950 hits uh, 713-780-ESPN so Altuve's one of four key players that contract runs out in the next two seasons no longer Altuve uh, the other three Bregman he runs out at the end of this season and then Frommer Valdez and Kyle Tucker have this year and one more uh, what's the importance of getting them locked up? Here was Crane in that little interview that he had with Jerome Solomon that uh, was on the Houston Chronicle. Uh, Crane said every one of these guys – actually, this was McTaggart. I, I, I stand corrected. This was McTaggart on what he had on Astros.com. Every one of these guys is a different situation. We'll certainly visit with Bregman when the time comes and move on to the next deal. We've got Tucker for two more years, so we're just going to let him play and see how he does. So what's the importance of getting these other three locked up? Fre- uh, Bregman, Fromberg, Tucker, and you can take it case by case. Yeah, I think from the standpoint of Bregman – you're just going to play the season out. I think it's going to be just exactly like it was with all the other guys that we saw, the Correas, the Springers, and the Coles. Um, I, I think that they are going to talk. I think that they are, as Jim Crane said, they are going to make an offer, or at least one offer, but I would assume there will be a conversation about multiple offers from the Astros to Bregman. But it seems like the writing on the wall is he's ultimately really wanting to test the market anyway and go to free agency. So they'll ride it out and they'll see where he is. And if it's a money-driven, long-term deal, I think they're going to pass. I think that he is a guy that has been volatile in terms of the way, even last year, how he had these massive upticks and downswings. And he's not the same kind of player and hitter that he was you know, a couple years ago. And so I think when he sees himself hitting the market, he's thinking about, hey, third baseman money, Machado-type money, big time, big contract, all those things. His numbers don't equate to that, but if that's what he's chasing and he's got an agent that is equipped to, do, equipped to actually chase those numbers for him, 
I just don't know if it's in the cards starting with him to say that there's going to be a scenario where he comes back here. The biggest thing with uh, Machado and Bregman, though, Machado became free, what, at the age of 26? Like, just, his first year in San Diego, he was 26 years he old. He just came free again, right? They, they re-upped him? I think they might have had, like, one of those. Uh, yeah, I think they did. Yeah, in, in the last year or two. Yeah, they might And he have. got $300 million, I think. I'm going to have to look at that up because it would be hard for me to imagine Manny Machado at the age of 30 got $300 million. I want to say he did. Like his first big contract, he was 26 years old. Mm-hmm. Alex Bregman's going to enter free agency when he's 30. Like this is going to sound crazy to people, but I don't think the importance for any of the any three of these guys is all that high. Like the Astros would be like, does it sting if you lose Bregman? Yeah, it stings if you lose Bregman. Can you find a suitable replacement in free agency and not pay, pay Bregman $25 million? Yeah, you can. Um, uh, Fromber, like when? Is, when are the wheels going to fall off the bus with Fromber Valdez? He's older it seems too, like right? it's inevitable. Yeah, he's coming free at a, like I think he's going to be around thirty as well. Uh, Kyle Tucker, I think, is twenty nine in the final year of his deal. I am not a huge advocate for paying players big money into their thirties, and I, I wouldn't have done it for Jose Altuve if it wasn't Jose Altuve. But the fact that he's Jose Altuve is the greatest Houston Astro of all time. I'm biting the bullet and just absorbing the cost of all that. So I don't, I don't think it's crazy. I don't, I don't think it's, uh, I don't think it's a bad idea. Let all three walk. Yeah, Machado did sign an 11 year, 345 million dollar contract last February. That's, that's what I thought. Yep. And and the thing is, he'll be 40 when it ends. Yeah, that's going to be one where the return on investment the last couple of years, and I didn't hear anything where they got creative later in the contract or front loaded it. That's going to be one of those that's going to bite them in the ass. And he is not a guy that looks like he's always going all out anyway. But I could see that guy who is all about himself too. I, I just don't see that ending well for for the Padres. But that's why you have to be even more thankful. You've got a, you've got a guy like Altuve that's going to finish out his career and has always given you a solid. Because most players aren't doing that. And I'm with you on the three guys that you're talking about. And you know, I found uh, another Chronicle quote uh, from Crane that basically what that's just huge money. I can't believe Manny Machado makes that much. The the quote I, I it also kind of gave you even more insight into Astros front office thinking. When Crane said that the guys have gotten away, the big names, Correa, Springer, Cole, there were various reasons why we didn't sign those guys. Some of it was money. Some of it was age. Some of it was career path and that sort of thing and what they wanted to do to test the market. I think that's going to be the, the case with all three of them. I think that Fromber wants to test the market. I think Fromber feels like he should be paid as one of the top pitchers in baseball, whether he's right or wrong. I think Bregman's going to going to want to do the same thing as we just discussed. And I think Tucker, the same reason why he walked away from the sweetheart deal and he had every right to or and not not be interested in the deal that Jordan signed, I think he's he's figuring out that, hey, there is a massive deal headed for me, whether he gets 10 years, 8 years, whatever. He sees that there is a, there's probably going to be a market for him where if a couple teams are competing for him, he's going to get paid a huge amount of money. So, yeah, i curious what that looks like. I can't believe San Diego paid him that much money. That's insane. 713-780-3776. Let's go out to the HRMP listener line. Alton, you're in the hive with a B. What's up? Yeah, I was just talking to you earlier. I have an observation. You know, everybody talks about in 2017 how everybody was cheating and all that. And y'all mentioned something about uh, Altuve's at-bats. Well, half those at-bats or half the season was played out of town. So I think that uh, y'all could even deduct those amount of bats from his overall average, even you know conceding that he tried to cheat. I don't believe he did. I still believe him and Josh Reddick were the two that didn't. But uh, everybody wants to say it was the whole year of cheating, and it really was only alleged at home. Yeah, appreciate the call, Alton. Yeah, look, we, we've we've had several 
opportunities to kind of clear the air there. I think everybody's cleared the air for Jose Altuve. I think that Jose Altuve has proven that no John Boy rumors on uh, social media and, and outlandish creations uh, of doorbells and buzzers and things under the jersey. Uh, I think it's all been pretty much squashed by his teammates to say that he is who he is and he is one of the greatest offensive hitting second baseman in the history of baseball. Yeah, um, I would say offensive second baseman in the history of I baseball. I did say that. Um, 713-780-ESPN. I lost my train of thought. Oh, yeah, the uh, the home road splits. Here's Jose Altuve home road splits. His batting average at home, 304, on the road, 310. His OPS at home, 837, on the road, 832. Uh, OPS plus on at home, 101, away, 99. Like, that's dead even. Like, the the writers are going to have an, an agenda with uh, with Altuve. They may, maybe don't, they don't make him a first ballot Hall of Famer. Uh, they're idiots, though. Like, it's going to happen, but they're all dumb. Yeah, if they do it and it's not strictly, it's just the innuendo and the, the, the cheating scandal uh, and everything circling around it, then that would be a shame because... Even true baseball writers that have covered the sport are, are, are have all come around, or most of them have come around to to say, "Hey, look, yeah, they did it. It wasn't him, and this dude is as solid as it gets." Seven one three seven eight zero ESPN HRMP listener line seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. A lot of positives to take from the Rockets last night, but where did that defense go? Also, I got to take Blinkers to task about something. It's the Killer Bees on ESPN. No, it's not. It's the J Team on ESPN ninety seven five and ESPN ninety two five. You're listening to the J-Team. Altuve drives one to deep left center field. On ESPN 97.5, 92.5. Does Andrew get overtime for that? We're the J-Team today because it's Jose Altuve day. And Jose Altuve has the first initial in his first name that starts with a J like we do. Joel Blank, Jeremy Branham, Jorge George. Billy Joe George. 713780 ESPN. Uh, so the Rockets lost a basketball game yesterday. Lots of offense. It was a, a fun game. I watched the first quarter before bed last night and then finished up the rest of it today. Uh, Pacers ended up winning by three. Rockets had 75 points at the half. 75 points at the half, and they lost the game. Lots of positivity to take from that game yesterday. I, I thought Jabari shot the heck out of it. He scored 20. Um, sometimes the Rockets' best offensive look is just to go into the post for Jabari and let him shoot a 12-foot fadeaway jumper. Like, I would like them to use that more often. Uh, Amin got extended burn, 34 minutes. That was good to see. Jalen had another really good game. Lots of positives here. But what happened to that Ime Adoka defense? Yeah, the defense in the third quarter. The third quarter was where it all came crumbling down. And they just, I mean, they weren't getting back. They, you know, Indiana's a team that's young and athletic, and they get up and down the floor, and their bigs can travel and 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 cover ground pretty quickly in transition. And they just quit defending, and then they got a little tight. And this is one of those things where I like the fact that they competed. I like the fact that they were in a game with a team that's a legit playoff contender in the East. The bigger problem that some people are going to have that I personally don't have right now is. A men got a little careless a couple of times. They started to pressure in the backcourt. It seemed like at first it caught him off guard. You're trying to get seasoning for your young players right now. This is exactly what we talked about that I want to see more of. So 
it, it can't be as much about wins and losses every single night at, because these things are going to happen as it is getting these guys this this run at these key moments and development while you're trying to see what they can be. Yeah, um, the defense was, was just atrocious. I didn't like seeing that. A lot of positivity here. But the, the, here's what I'm going to take you to task about. Mm-hmm. Jalen Green, seven of his last eight games, has been really good. The last time you put something in the uh, the rundown about Jalen Green, you said Jalen's body, bad body language and shot selection are back, and I'm tiring of it. He can only play one way. Yet he's only had one bad game in his last eight. I think you might be a hater. I think you might be a Jalen Green hater. You can think whatever you want. I I think I know what I see, and I see that it's always great when it's going well for a guy, and I'm glad it's going well for him because this is what we wanted. I get that. This is what we wanted to see from him. But when things don't go well, like that eighth game, like the game a couple of games ago when he couldn't put it in the ocean from the beach – uh, that you saw the old the old Jalen Green come back. You saw the guy that wasn't getting back on defense. You saw the guy bickering with officials and 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 the body language of the shoulders down and the head down and and those kind of things. It's a work in progress. I, I I'm not pulling the plug on him by any means, but this is part of accepting the system on a night by night basis. You're going to have nights like the heater that he's been on, and you hope it continues. But inevitably, you're going to have nights when you crap the bed or you're not playing your best basketball. But you owe it to your teammates, yourself, and and your coaching staff to keep playing at, with the same kind of effort. You effort you can do every single night, regardless of the results, if it goes in the bucket or not. And that's what I get tired of because it's a very immature mentality. I mean, I would say the effort was there. The shot wasn't. He had seven assists that night. And the bounce back from that poor performance was last night really good performance. So... Just saying. You can just, just say all you want. My, my, my thing is, is that when you're a true professional, that you're going to give the effort on both ends of the floor. You don't think every he had night. effort two nights against Minnesota? When, 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 there were, I'm just telling you what I saw. See, there were times, times when he quit like on a... defense. He quit on defense. He missed shots and just stopped on the baseline and either, you know, dropped his shoulders or looked at an official while his team was trying to get back for a team that has two bigs, but were beating them down to the other end of the floor. And they were, it was a layup drill and they were getting easy buckets. You can't have that. Whether you miss or make the shot, obviously Udoka's system is predicated on playing both ends of the floor. He's got to get back. He's got to be a good teammate. I hear what you're saying. I'm just saying you're quick to criticize and slow to praise. And and that could be your opinion of me, and I don't really care. I think the receipts are there, though. I'm not trying. (laughs) I don't care what receipts you have. I'm not changing my opinion because when I look at Jalen Green, I expect more because there's too much ability there. And it it was too consistently the negative side. It was too consistently the negative side of things. The first two years of his deal. We're talking about recent performance. I'm talking about his overall. I'm talking about a guy. You said you said said right here after the. I know what I said, Jeremy. I know what I typed. But you're saying you're changing it because you're saying the last two years, whenever this argument was bad body language, shot selection, or back. I'm tiring of it. He can only play one way. But it's one bad game in a stretch of eight. How do you think he played yesterday? I'm tiring of it because of the fact that the one way that he plays is if he plays completely up tempo. No, no plays being called and just everything out in transition and run fast break basketball. He's got to learn. And he even said it in the, in the quote in the post game about how frustrated he was if the, when they had to run sets or when they slowed it down, when they played half court basketball. I got news for you. That's what the playoffs are all about. That's how that game, the game is played in the NBA a lot of nights. And you can't get frustrated with that. And you can't, because at a certain point, it's basically mailing it in. And, and I don't care. You can't always just ride the high of, hey, seven of eight, great. 
But that eighth game could mean something, or it, and it means something to the team. And when you're not doing it because the ball's not going in, I can, I can have issue with that. I'm not suggesting that you shouldn't, and I think everything that you're saying is accurate. I'm just pointing out, you point out the one bad game, and you don't praise the other seven. That was right after the game, when I tired of the fact that as much as everybody, want, you know, because obviously people go to the extreme on both ends. I'm not saying trade him. I'm not saying I'm done with him, but I'm saying it's easy when you put the five games in a row, I think it was at that point, that you can ride the high and take all the accolades. But at the same time, if it's not going in the bucket, you can't still be who you were for the last two-plus years where you just kind of quit on your team and quit on the game, and just if it's not going your way for a team and for yourself that you just kind of mail it in. That's not how a, a guy that's supposed to be one of the guys carrying this team is supposed to play. I think it's a little unfair. Because, I mean, I they care. lost that game by 21. Jalen Green's not the only one that kind of mails it in in the NBA whenever they're down by 21 points. And you didn't answer the question. How do you what, think what he played? answer? How did he play yesterday? I thought he played better. I thought he played a good game. <laughs> but, again, they lost the game. That, that's disappointing to me. What his fault, though? I'm not blaming him, but I'm just saying you expect that the effort doesn't change, win or lose, and, and that's whether your individual game is, is, is if you're playing great and you're getting buckets or you're not, the effort shouldn't change. And, and I saw it change, and I have issue with that. Do you think the average NBA player mails it in when they're down 21? It depends. And it wasn't only when you were down 21. They were in the middle of a run when they were cutting it down and they were getting back into the ball game, but he missed a, sh he missed a shot and just was like, yep, okay, I'm done. You can't have that if you want to stay in the game or you run the risk of getting down 21. He was also the reason they got back in the game yesterday. Okay, I get it. You love him. and I'm, That's not I, what I'm saying. I and, think it's a fair conversation to have. That's like, great. He, did you, do you not think he got I'm the, not rock, changing the my Rockets opinion. back in the game? In the fourth? I'm not saying that your opinion's wrong. I'm saying that you have an opinion when he's poor and don't when he's good. My opinion stays consistent with how he plays. So he was poor yesterday then. If that's I, did, I did not say that. I did that, not say what that. Your is. No, you like doing this kind of thing and that's well, fine. What is and your dandy. opinion? My opinion is is that he still has a ways to go in terms of how he plays every single night, night in, night out for this team to be its best and for him to be his best. Okay, I'm operating on what you put in here, Jalen's bad body you language right, and I put it in there, and I have no problem and I'm tiring with it. of it. Well, then you're changing I'm your tiring story. Of you're it. The I'm tiring of it because of the fact that I just told you why. And you've seen it once in in eight games. I think it's incredible improvement for a 21-year-old. Super. You think that way, and I'm tiring of it. And, I have and my own it, opinion, and, that's and I'm going ago. to voice it. And that's fine, and that's two games ago. What did you think of his effort yesterday? I thought it was better. I thought it was better. Is that's, that good enough for you? Is that? Do you think that's a good response for a player who didn't play to that effort two games ago, but bounced back I hope and so. played One well? One game does not make a, 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 a season where I'm going to completely change my opinion either. I want to see the rest of this road trip. How about I want to see how it how about you just let me have the opinion that I have? I'm cool with your opinion. I like your strong opinions, and whenever they're bad, I just want you to see a little, little tiny ounce of praise. Little tiny ounce of praise. All I want to see. All I, I want I've to see. given it to him. I've given it to him during the heater. I give. I gave it to him when he's played well. I. I said to you that I thought he played better last night. He played good. He was one of the better players on the team. There's no doubt about it. But it's not going to tell me that I'm going to change my opinion that he's still got to be better when the team's down or his shot's not falling. 7976 Branham stopped the uh, troll shtick. It's bad. It's not a troll. It's not a troll but uh, I see that uh, we got some burners here. Uh, 3667 yeah blankers. You didn't blank him. I'm not going to say that like Branham. All right.
I'm just saying, Jalen's been playing pretty good lately. Been playing pretty good. Haters are out. 713-780-ESP at HRP Listener Line. Connor and Beard, uh, they had a radio show today. And, uh, you, I mean, pull back the curtain. We all know this. You, you see that uh, there's always show tweets. Like, what you're going to talk about that day. Just a little preview. Try to get your, your interest so you listen to the show. They said it's a day to celebrate Jose Altuve. The man that will go down as the greatest athlete in the history of the city. Mm, mm, not so fast. 713-780-3776. It's the J-Team on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5.